0: This episode of Pocketful of Positivity is sponsored by The Corner Blend, located at the
1: corner of Maine and Blossom Streets in Columbia.
2: So, we have a very interesting, intriguing episode for you guys. And we went back and forth on this because, which goes with the theme of today, <laughs> um, We have gone back and forth with today's topic because we don't like listening particularly, or I don't know if I'm speaking for both of us, but we don't particularly like listening to podcasts about love slash relationships because it's ooey gooey, it spills over into your oven, it's so warm and fuzzy, I just like don't want to clean it up. Like that's how I relate it. (laughs) I don't like listening to them, I don't care. It's just not, it's not my cup of
0: tea on her cup of tea to me I think that I it depends on who's talking about it if they have depends on what podcast what TV show whatever you're listening to I guess but depends on who's talking about it It, that's fair sometimes I don't mind I don't mind hearing about it I I like hearing about other people's takes on to me this is one of the largest topics to life
2: I agree (laughs) I just think it's (laughs) some people like over chew it and it just looks gross like if you can relate it that way I don't definitely I don't want to see, like, people's thoughts about it because it's just, like, so over-consumed and, like, yes. so overcredited. So we're doing a fresh new take.
0: We want to do a fresh new take on what is modern love.
2: Modern love.
0: Love, the Shifting love age. Shifting through
2: the ages. In
0: 2019 and...
2: And previous generations.
0: And previous generations as well. But what is what is the huge problem with L-O-V-E? <laughs> All right, so our last podcast, we touched a little bit on another podcaster-slash-influencer-slash-woman that we look up to and listen to and find very profound and intellectual and really believe in what she says, um... Katie Bellotti, she has her own podcast, like we said last time, Thick and Thin, and it's definitely, she, the topic of love is very present in every single one of her episodes, I'd say, at some point. Even if she's talking about anything else, it comes up, and yeah. that's just who she is, and she's a very romantic, I don't want to say hopeless, but hopeless, romantical person.
2: I think she would say that.
0: I think she or would, Or has too. said that. It's not a bad thing.
2: But no, maybe we should talk about why people think that's a bad thing.
0: Yeah, I don't think... Yeah, because I, th- I feel like every time anybody says it, it's like, ah, yeah. hopeless romantic. And people
2: kind of roll their eyes, and they're like,
0: mm. They roll their eyes. They feel bad for... Them. For feeling.
2: Being so stuck.
0: But anyway, Katie said this one. She used this cute little analogy in one of her podcasts in the past couple of months, and... It was um, she said she was she was referring to finding love, finding relationship, and how we as human beings think that why doesn't why doesn't anyone like me? why doesn't anyone love me? Why can't I find a boyfriend? why can't I find a girlfriend? Or
2: when you search for why it went wrong and you're curious like why didn't that work out and you put a lot of self- blame when each person on each side is probably... Placing a lot of self-blame on themselves of why it didn't work out so I think her quote is relating into like why
0: exactly she said you're not going to be everyone's cup of tea but you will be someone's shot of whiskey tea can sit out and get cold and uninteresting and disgusting but whiskey on the other hand is sweet and spicy and it warms your insides and reddens your cheeks and instills the sense of hope and to you and into the night and into the party and i would much rather be someone shot of whiskey than their cup of tea end quote
2: which <laughs> is a matter of personal opinion
0: it's a matter of personal opinion i think when she said this because i never obviously i think everyone's heard the you're just not their cup of tea yes but you're just when she said this Which I think she came up with this herself, and she said it, and she said those exact words. I was so – I, like, stopped in my tracks because I thought it was so – I liked it, too. Interesting
2: to think. But hearing it again, I picked up a new thing that interests me, is I think people who – like, my general fear always in a relationship was being in a relationship that was too comfortable – or too safe and it was just going to be boring and I think that is where you get your glass of tea cup of tea if you will because it sits out it's boring there's no spice there's no excitement and that doesn't mean it always has to be that way I just never wanted to settle to me settling was the s word like that was the worst thing I could ever think about because love and relationships are supposed to be the fun and adventurous side of life because there's so many parts of life that are mundane and sit out and age and bore that love is supposed to be the ultimate inhibitor of excitement. So I was always worried. I think now what I agree with her is like the cup of tea is that relationship that you just kind of settled and the leaves got all dark in the water and it was just bleak and gross and it didn't age well. (laughs) It was gloomy. But I think that the prospect of a positive relationship (laughs) is the shot of whiskey. That's what you're aiming for. You want every moment with that person to feel like you're taking a shot of whiskey, that it's exciting, it's warm, it's fuzzy, there's a party ahead. I completely, like, love that relation.
0: Poetic analogy that she made was very, it was a different way of thinking about relationships. Where has the magic gone?
2: Where's it gone, Shelby?
0: Has it gone anywhere? Has it stayed, has it ever been?
2: The topics we will discuss. The topics
0: that we <laughs> will discuss
2: today. We wanted to talk about love and culture and how it's shifted through movies, cinema, art, and as we know, all of these things shape the left side of the brain, the romantic, fun, artistic side. And therefore, you can't help but let it impress society. So, the movies like we we're talking about, um, like today's day and age, Sex in the City is super popular for examining different relationships and personality types. And like Breakfast at Tiffany's, like the moving through the ages of movies and culture and how love has changed or if it has at all. So what do you think?
0: Well, I think a lot of people blame the fact that people blame that, oh, like if we didn't have... If it wasn't the digital age, then people would go on dates again and everything would be more romantic like it was in the 1950s. I think everybody just thinks that, okay, if I lived in a different yeah. time frame, then I would be. A Kissing the sailor
2: in New York Times. Happy
0: little woman or little man running around with roses in my hands and coffee and nothing else to worry about in the world wouldn't it be nice 45. to be in 1945 and to be running around on Times square and xyz however they obviously had <laughs> many of things that were wrong with the world going on then that we wouldn't understand because we have our own issues going on now in the world that we think blocks us completely from the possibility of falling in love
2: And I think that when we're talking about this, that love never really changed for me and my perspective. I think it's always had the same universal feeling. And I think that's the cool part about examining the cultural shift in love and how you were saying that, you know, if you were a happy little girl or happy little boy running around with roses, I think that that love is what carries throughout generations and it's like an unidentifiable feeling that everyone can have or has had no matter your race culture religion or generational gap so what's so interesting is that we all share this one thing and we often forget about how pure and simple it is and that although movies have changed and art has changed and the life's problems and war, religion and cultural shifts and gender identification and equality have all made their mark. I think that love in itself has always just been the same. There's no history to it. It's omnipresent and it continues to be the same feeling and there's something really pure and magical about that that people I think overlook or forget how wonderful it is or maybe that's that great feeling that you get that like
0: I think I think people overlook it because in every single if you think about it every single movie tv show song anything most of the time there is at least a pinch of some kind of relation to love or lust or whatever that's always related into it and some most to me most movies tv shows anything the center of it is relationships romantically with people and that's what people like to watch that's what people like to hear about that's what they like to talk about because it's kind of the center of the entire universe of what happiness is Not to say other things can't make you happy too, but that's something that...
2: It got me thinking that if that is like the unifier, which would make sense that that would be the unifier of all things, all people around, like it's what makes the world go round, because why else would we be anywhere if, you know, Albert Einstein didn't love math or (laughs) we didn't love what we were doing in our day-to-day, like how would anything run if there wasn't love in any form so I think that that's true and I think that the reason that we often feel detached from that feeling of love being the center is that other people value things higher in their life like money and fame and um, even like negative things like rejection and failure and you know confusion or like misguided paths and that kind of becomes the center and maybe that's how we lose the sense of love like at the core but that's what I was going to talk about is the um getting caught up in like the idiosyncrasies of how love functions like people even saying maintaining relationship like when I was writing that I was like, it sounds like a car. Like you have to go in and you've got to get all this stuff done. And it's just like a check on the box. I've got to get my oil checked. I've got to make sure my tires are well-maintained and rotated and all of that stuff. But at the end of the day, that's your car. It's not this deep, meaningful connection that you have with your friends, family, significant other. And the word maintaining is just so... like excruciating to me it's like oh my gosh because I have like 40,000 things I have to maintain throughout the day that if you start looking at your relationship as well I need to maintain this piece and we need to work on that piece and like this piece is falling apart then you kind of start feeling rusty like your car when it needs it's oil change and it just kind of slows down. But then if you don't maintain it, it won't run. So it's kind of having the balance of keeping your car running, but enjoying the drive, if that makes sense.
0: (laughs) Enjoy the ride. Enjoy the ride. No, I mean, I, in in the contrary, I think it's like, to me, I I wouldn't refer to my, well, I don't know. (laughs) I wouldn't refer to myself as a hopeless romantic, I don't think there's anything wrong with that. Phrase. No, there's not. There's not. But and I don't. know I if, would say me personally. I am I feel very like logical. I think I feel as if I am very logical. That's true. And most of how I believe and how the world works and how romantic relationships and relationships with anyone work, I think I'm very logical in the way I think that they work. But I have this everlasting hope. At my 20 years of age self, I have an everlasting hope that there is this love in the air that will never go away, no matter how many times you're rejected or let down or sad or everybody has a bad day. You think everything's wrong, but there's always, no matter what, it's always there. And that's what keeps me afloat in my everyday life. Because if you don't, to me, I work hard in everything I possibly can and I want to be successful in my school, in my job, and I want to have good friendships, and I want to do fun things, and I want to live out every second of my whole life that I possibly can. <laughs> and, but at the end of the day, all of that means something, but it doesn't mean as much to me as if I have the love factor in my life and not just romantically, but just, I always know that that's, if, if I have people that I love and that I care about, they're always, if they're doing okay and we're good, then everything else is just stuff. Right. You know?
2: No, a thousand percent.
0: And I wouldn't, I don't, I don't think I'm a hopeless romantic person that thinks, I was looking up the actual definition of a hopeless romantic earlier because Ooh, I've always what is it? I've always said, "Oh, like they're a hopeless romantic." I'm a hopeless romantic, blah yeah. blah. But what does that actually mean? Because it sounds just the word. It hopeless, sounds. I was about to say. Sounds. It sounds. To me, it has negative. a positive
2: non- connotation because, like, to be a hopelessly romantic is like a paradox because a romantic. Connotation is extremely positive. To be hopeless is like the worst thing you could ever be. To have zero hope in the world, like that would be the end all be all. Exactly. So it's very interesting to pair those two phrases together and what that means to everybody. Completely. So what does it mean?
0: From what I read, there's I mean, there's a million different definitions because everybody has their own. Yeah, they're confused of how they feel about it too because they think other people question if they are one as well. Mm-hmm. But basically, the gist of it was that hopeless romantic people believe that life equals love
2: oh well that's very sweet
0: isn't it sweet
2: well I've always simple.
0: I think being I think the whole term of hopeless romantic has always been very sweet
2: no me too I've never had a negative but I do think some people look at it and they say that's childish or uh, there's a childish connotation with being a hopeless romantic that's what it is
0: because I think as people grow up and you become wiser and more experienced in every area of your life, you realize that it, there's not unicorns running around, and when you grow up and get older, you have to pay bills, and you have to do this mm-hmm. and that. And it's not all cheery and happy. But at the end of the day, if you have this... Because I, I just don't know what I'd do with myself if I didn't have right. this this zest for... For love, love and life. And life. I don't know what I but would do. But if
2: you're saying that being a hopeless romantic is being, believing that the root of life is in love, then I think that everyone could be a hopeless romantic as well as possess the day-to-day ideals of realism of we have to pay the bills, we have to live here, we have to be near family, we have to A, B, C, D at the end of the day of your life. I think you can have both because in your day-to-day life the things that you need like being close to your family and paying the bills aren't your root of your soul they're things that you want to have in in the comfort of your own life but if you think that being a hopeless romantic is a like root part of your being and it's like a fundamental to you Then everyone could be a hopeless romantic because you could carry on like you and I do through the positives of life. Because at the root of it, we believe that there's something greater and happier out there. That there is, you know, A, B, C, D didn't work out with this guy or this friendship or with this relative, but maybe it will. And maybe it will with someone else. And maybe it will with that person again. So, that feeling, I think, is the hopeless romance that everyone should look for or strive towards because I do think that it changes your perspective a lot on your day-to-day relationships. And, like, I, I would say you and I are, like, the most positive people I've probably met. Like, <laughs> if everything <laughs> fell apart, we'd be like, but it's all right. Like, <laughs>
0: but it's okay.
2: I still have my morning coffee. Like, something would be right. I agree. So I think that that mentality is what keeps you like you were saying afloat yep because at the root of it you always have that to lean back on
0: you always gonna have something the other thing we want to talk about was i have this <laughs> a whole, theory. I, I have this whole theory about relationships as a young person and how they typically do not work and are just wacky and problematic and annoying and They have all these issues that I think being a young person, yes, it's fun to say, oh, well, if I was in a relationship, blah, 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 la, la, la. But at the end of the day, to me, I can't see myself being able to be in a working, happy, romantic relationship at this point in my life. Half because I'm just very focused on myself, but the other half is because I can't imagine... It all logistically working out. Mm -hmm. When I say this, I did this whole little theatrical performance to Lexi a couple, maybe a week ago.
2: With my unicorn mug.
0: With I used kitchen (laughs) things. I used a mug. I used like. And you can do this at home too, if you'd like. (laughs) You can act. What you'll need. (laughs) But I was trying basically to explain how I don't understand how some relationships. I don't understand how you can only have one relationship in your life, one romantic relationship in your life. You are an ever-changing person, and to me, I change every week so much, that I change so much in an entire year, that how is it that you can be with someone, yes, if, okay, if you're in college, you meet your first year of college, and you're dating someone all through college. That. Makes sense to me and could potentially work because you're in the same location Mm -hmm. you're in the same point of your life even if you're completely different majors you're living in different areas of the city whatever you're doing you're still in the same point of your life and you have the same somewhat college student life schedule as the other right and you're in the same place
2: for four years
0: for four years typically that could work for however, whatever your college experience is, that time frame can work. Three to
2: five to six.
0: Three to five to six, whatever works for you. But I don't understand how, <laughs> unless you are in the same field and you find jobs in the same place or whatever you you're doing. After college <laughs> and you could use Adobe. And you have the same, or you have different jobs but they're in the same place and. Whatever. I don't understand how two people can be completely happy and satisfied through... I just don't... Unless it literally worked out perfectly that both of you wanted to live in New York City and you both moved to New York City and you did this and you did that. How it works. How are you going to have a, re- like a long-distance relationship as some uh, as how how does that
2: work an adult human with a working job and And then
0: but then eventually if you're still in that relationship and you care about that person enough then does one of you move but then once one of you moves is the other one going to be completely happy since they had to move from their other job it's like you can never nobody can ever be and i guess some people wouldn't care as as much about their career as they would about their romantic relationship so they do what they have to do, and choose what is more important to them Mm -hmm. and more power to you. But in my personal life, I can't imagine (laughs) ever giving up my career or changing my plan for my career for someone else. Yeah. But on the contrary, if you move to New York City and the boyfriend slash girlfriend, they're doing their own thing somewhere else, if you meet somebody in New York City that's in the same part of your life then, that's working and living there, then that can work for that chapter of your life. Until you get relocated. <laughs> it's just another worry.
2: It's a never I just don't think it I don't think anybody can it's just It's quite ah. the season of life. It's very <laughs> chaotic and I'm going to de-stress the listeners. We're going to Zen mode now. Because where I agree with you completely, yes. Like, I think, I think that is very difficult. And it's not something... I think the reason it's so overwhelming for us is because we've never experienced that phase of life. So every new step also comes with it. The newness that's, like, frightening, but also exciting. So I think... Half of your like, ah, it'll never work, is also an hour. Like I'm not gonna say your because like I'm not like pointing a finger at you. Like everyone agrees with this generally that it you know you have to be realistic. But I think it's a it's a new concept where you're in a new phase of life where you have to be like what matters. You have to sit down at the end of the day, just like you had to do in college, and say. I went here because this mattered to me, that mattered to me, and this is what I want to have at the end of the day. And I think if you can find a person where you can both sit down and say, This is what I want, this is what, this is why I need to have it, and this is like what I'm working towards, and you both are on generally the same path, that's where I could see it working regardless. If all of those three things line up now, the tricky part is, is lining all those three three things up. And then it's getting into the, how much does it matter? And like what I talked about, the idiosyncrasies and do those things matter as much as being with that person or being with a new person or, you know, in theory, how does all of that meld together? And I think that bases off of like what you need, why you need it and where you want to go with it. So it's just like choosing your career. Like you don't want to stay in Columbia, South Carolina. Why? Because you want to go and see the world. You want to make a change. And you want to do that by like moving somewhere else and exploring a career in A, B, C, D. And because of that, you want to be successful in your career and look back when you're 45, 50, 60, and say, I did this, that, this, that, this, that, this, that. And if all of that matters more, then the person that you're with, for whatever reason, to either party, then I think that's when you either have that conversation or it works out. And I really believe, like, at the end of it, like, you can go through, like, ABCD, UFG, like, why that stuff happens. But I think at the end of the day, if you, like, pray about it, meditate about it, whatever makes you tumble, I think that things work out things work out the way that they're supposed to and every time I've prayed about something for me because that's what makes me feel better um it's worked out and it just continues to work out and I think that throughout my whole life I've done that like I did not think I was gonna go here I you know and like I never thought that there could be a possibility of me moving outside of here to a new city or moving like back to Atlanta all those things work out like I feel like you just have to like take it upon yourself to be like, I'm letting go. I've done the work. I'm going to enjoy the fruits of my labor because stressing about the little bitty things are like what destroys the love, the love and what you've built, the love in like your relationships and the love of life like in general. And that's what I've noticed like nitpicking because like I'll nitpick like how is this going to work? How is that going to work? And like all the stressful like what we just did with all of that because it is really stressful. So like I feel like I have to sit down and be like, it's going to be good.
0: Also, I think that if if you love someone and you care about them enough, then you would probably be willing to compromise exactly. or figure it out.
2: <laughs> I'm just saying as Your a selfish, ABCDs will match up.
0: Yeah. And it will be I'm okay. I'm just saying as a selfish 20-year-old woman that I am. Woman. I can never see myself doing that. But maybe if.
2: Well, you also need to be with the person that you can see yourself doing that with because that's the only way that you're going to be like, oh, I get it now.
0: That's true. Because I don't get it yet, honey.
2: <laughs> We're waiting.
0: I'll let you know when I understand the... <laughs> dot, dot, dot. <laughs> compromise thing, because I don't get that right now. The compromise. So at the end of the day, I don't... This is all just... Chit-chat. This is all... Chit-chat. It's interesting to think about. It is. It's hard... It's also hard to believe in something that you can't see.
2: hmm
0: But I guess in my head, there's just a sweet little love fairy flying around...
2: It's funny because you say it's like interesting to believe in something you don't see, but you can't see love, and it's the very root of your being. So that's like true, food for thought, my friends. Chew on that. Okay, guys, so you might be having some thoughts twirling around in your mind after we've gone through this, or maybe not. I <laughs> maybe know, we I didn't do. stir up anything at all. <laughs> Shelby's got her brain rolling. Um, but we really love talking about this with you all everyone was very curious to hear what we had to say apparently about relationships so we've got some interesting takes i guess i don't know we'll find out from you guys i'm sure (laughs) but thank you guys for tuning in and we love talking about this stuff it's fun
0: we love love
2: we love love l-o-v-e love
1: now let's tune in for aaron's take on music hey guys what's up it's aaron um, and I am back for another segment of all things music. My voice sounds terrible. I think I'm getting cold, but we're pushing through. This cold weather is killing me, guys. Absolutely killing me. I'm, like, the biggest wimp when it comes to cold weather, and I'm not for it. But, the CMA Country Music Awards was this past Wednesday, um, the 13th, and, um a lot of cool performances, um, happened, um, and a lot of cool people won some awards. So, um, yeah, a lot of cool people won some awards. Um, Garth Brooks was named Entertainer of the Year. Um, Luke Combs was Male Vocalist of the Year. Album of the Year went to Maren Morris for Girl, her album. And then Song of the Year was Beautiful Crazy by Luke Combs. And, um... Casey Musgraves actually won two awards: Music Video of the Year um, for Rainbow and um, Female Artist of the Year, um, or Female Vocalist of the Year, which was pretty awesome. And Casey actually got to perform with Willie Nelson um, with his song um, Rainbow Connection. And she actually posted on Instagram. It was really cool. I'll go to it real quick. She said it was her, um, the first song she had ever learned to sing when she was nine. Um, And it was just so sweet. It was awesome. I loved it. Um, But yeah, Willie Nelson, love that man. I think actually my uncle saw him, um, I think a year and a half ago. Um, Poor Willie's just on his last leg here. I'm kidding, we're knocking on wood for that one. Um, But the Braids man, he's keeping it young for sure, for sure. Um, and then also, um, Harry Styles had a ticket sale for his new tour for his new album. That's coming out in December. Um, and I it was so funny. I have like three friends who are obsessed with Harry Styles. It's like the funniest thing ever. And, um, like all of them were up at like four or four thirty AM before the tickets came on sale. Um, I think this is two days ago, um, but they're like sending Snapchats. they so, like literally like up at four a.m. ended up not getting him on the sale um, for the website um, at four a.m. But they did get them um, around like ten. They got like floor seats, general admissions, um, which is pretty sick. That's so fun. Um, I just wish. I was more enthusiastic about finding tickets i'm literally the most impatient person ever but guess how it goes um but also i wanted to talk about um there's this instagram um page that i follow it's called cosmic carter art and um it has all these vintage t-shirts and like um posters and stuff like that from like the grateful dad and i think other bands um but It's really cool. My friend sent me one. I was like, um, let's find it. Hold up. It was so funny. It was like a t-shirt of Jerry Garcia working out. Here it is. It says, um, Jerry size workout, but it's like $150, which is insane. But like, I understand it's vintage, but I just wish I had $150 to drop on this. But, um, no, I just thought that was funny. But definitely check it out. It's really cool to look at. And then um, I wanted to give y'all some songs of the week. I've been listening to... I'm, like, in my phase of, like, being obsessed with Casey Musgraves. I, like, do that. Like, I'll get obsessed with, like, a band or, like, a writer or, like, just some, you know, solo artists and just, like, get obsessed with them. And just, like, listen to them for, like, an entire, like, two weeks. Like, only their music and their, like, the oldest albums and then just like not really listen to him that much. I mean, I still do. I love Casey Musgraves. I had my phase of being obsessed with her newest album um, this summer, but um, but somebody to love is such a good song by Casey Musgraves. I love it. I love it. Love it. Um, I think it was on um, what album is this? Pageant Material. That's what I thought. Um, but such a good song so sweet I don't know I love it it's really cool Um, and then also Shake the Frost by Tyler Childers but the live version is so good so definitely check it out and then of course a classic She Talks to Angels by the Black Crows very cool very cool Um, but yeah I don't know this week was pretty chill Um, not much really happened except for the CMAs I think um and Harry Styles um but yeah I hope everyone has a great week um definitely I think I've said this um in the last podcast but definitely check out um my Spotify I have a pocket full of positivity playlist for you guys if you want to check it out and also I, I feel like my little segment here needs a name. So, like, music with McDowell, I don't know. I'm not very creative with it. But I might just throw out a poll on Instagram and get your advice on what I should name this little segment. But um, thanks for listening, and I hope you guys have a great week. Thanksgiving is almost coming up. I'm so excited. I'm so excited. I went home this weekend, and my mom made me lasagna and, like, sent me with, like, a Huge package of or um, Tupperware of it, and she was like, "Here, just eat this for about like a week and a half." And of course, it's day three with it, and it's halfway gone. <laughs> but um, nothing like home cooked meals. But if I don't get to talk to y'all before Thanksgiving, hope everyone has a happy holidays with your family, eat lots of food, and yeah, watch the Christmas parade. It's always a fun time. Um, so have a great week, and I'll catch y'all later.
2: See ya. Thanks for tuning in, guys. Thank we'll see you, you all. next week. Good night. And Good night and blessings.
0: This episode was sponsored by The Corner of a locally owned and operated shop at the corner of Main and Blossom Streets that offers acai bowls, smoothie bowls, locally roasted indoor coffee, bubble tea, smoothies, and more.